I acknowledge that we are recording. And I acknowledge your acknowledgement. And for those of you who are tuning in, this is Neurodiversity in Tech, and I am Sean. And I'm Brandon. Woohoo! Welcome. This is great. It is. It's nice. It's a good day. Good day, right? I'd also like to point out to those of you listening and only listening at home that only I get the distinct pleasure of being with a shirtless Sean this evening because of how stinking hot it is it is yeah. really hot especially in this basement which is where i am uh uh it's got to be like at least like 10 15 degrees hotter than like anywhere else in my house we had a whole conversation about it in advance cleared it made sure everybody was okay with it yeah um but for you at home you have no idea at any given time whether or not we're wearing clothes I mean, yeah, I could be in pajamas. I could be just in my underwear. You don't know. I mean, I wouldn't do that because let I'd that marinate. Just, yeah, just let it soak in. You just you got to be true to yourself. I think that's that's a key tenet in life. You know, be true to yourself. I like that. I yeah. like that. That's a good. That's a good way to kick the subject off. Thank you. Tonight's subject is going to be on self care. Yeah, and I think anybody who is trying to uh engage in self-care you got to be true to yourself that Mm -hmm. is that is a really big part of it uh self-care is uh for those of you playing the home version of the game um where you do things for your uh neurodivergent or neurotypical self to uh best care for your mental health Yes, I've I've heard it uh, otherwise known as like uh, recharging or refreshing those batteries. Well, and I, I think it's important to note that that as much as we we in our society try to focus on taking care of ourselves physically, we've yes. got that whole oh yeah we got to make sure you know you, you exercise and eat well and uh, uh, sleep well and all that all that stuff does feed into self care. I want I want to add that. But there are other aspects to it. There's a psychology to it where you're also taking care of your brain. We want- have alluded to some of this in past episodes where we've talked about uh, sensory seeking, positive mm. sensory inputs. Um, those can be forms of self-care. But I thought it'd be fun if we just kind of go through, I mean, first of all, how we do when it comes to our approaches to self-care and, and what maybe some of our, our suggestions are. Sean, how are you when it comes to self-care? <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all for our show. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Uh, it's, it's been great. Self, self-care for me is always something where I'm that that person that's kind of, you know, the check engine lights coming on, you know, the, the car's overheating. <laughs> I stop when the car stops because I have no choice. I can't go on. That's that's uh, that's sometimes more often than not when self-care kicks in. So I'm trying to be better at at actually taking the time out that I need to, you know, really keep myself physically and mentally in tip top shape. 
Now, do you do you find part of that? I'm not going to answer my side yet, although I do have an answer to this question. Do you find part of that is the neurodiversity aspect in that it's harder to keep an eye on yourself to 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 register when the check engine lights on uh yeah i definitely say that's that's a good part of it another part of it is just kind of the overall um what i feel like you know kind of responsibilities and obligations that i have that i'm trying to you know make sure that i'm not you know dropping the ball on but i i could say that uh maybe my anxiety specifically plays into it a good bit you know trying to you know kind of stay on top of things and just forgetting to i don't know sometimes even breathe well you're a parent i am and you work full time yep that i do uh you have a house i do you have a partner in crime uh that's actually a really good way to describe her yes Good. I'm glad I I'm glad I went that way. <laughs> but these are layers and I don't want like none of these things are inherently um bad in and of themselves. Oh, no, I'm not really at all. clear about that. But I think part of what we are going to touch on tonight in terms of what Sean has just described is 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 the two factors. Factor number 1 is neurodivergence as a whole are not necessarily always in touch with themselves oh in yeah no we reach that that check engine light has been on for a month and then and then it hits and, and as you put it the car stops running um we don't know if there's we don't know if it's lacking gas we don't know if we run out of coolant i feel like we should just keep using this car analogy it's great the car analogy um, works really well but we have no idea. We we have no idea. It hits and we end up in, in any variety of different kinds of shutdowns, depending on on the the kind of neurodivergent you are. Um, that can look like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And it's important to note that in terms of how it plays into something called spoon theory. Oh, such a good theory. Right. That that so, has changed my life since I've heard about it. I love that. I I, I, lo- I love the how has it changed your life? Actually, I'm going to do a definition. I'm going to do a quick definition please, please and then I'll ask that question. Definition of spoon theory is essentially, uh, and I, I forgive the universe, forgive me. I do not remember the name uh, who coined the term, let alone uh, uh, the the uh, sickness that they were fraught with at that point. Um, I'm going to probably look it up by the end of the episode. But the point is, uh, this term was coined to describe what it was like dealing with a daily uh, debilitating uh, illness. So that could be a a disability, that could be a disease, but essentially you wake up and unlike certain individuals who have an unlimited source or a near unlimited source of spoons, which is the amount of effort it takes each thing takes an amount of effort and every time you spend effort, you spend a spoon and you get to a point, you have no more spoons left. Mm-hmm. And there are things that you can do to recuperate, uh, recover spoons. 
Um, it's also interesting, I've heard it used in terms of the whole introvert extrovert um, logic. An introvert wakes up in the morning with a drawer uh, with spoons in it. And then everything that they do, especially socially, takes spoons out of that drawer. An extrovert wakes up with an empty drawer, no spoons, and they need to go out and socialize to refill the spoons in that drawer. Um, and I think it's, it's important to note that um, in the sense that, that this applies to a lot of different things, a lot of different logic. And it was actually, here's the name, I've got it. It's going to drive me nuts. Christine Messerendino. Mm -hmm. um, is the one that, that uh, coined uh, um, the, the term spoon theory um, when was it comes to chronic disease. Was it was she referring to uh, specifically like uh, fibromyalgia? I'm trying to see here. I know that when I first read the article, it, it actually did talk about she was she was Ah, lupus. It was lupus. lupus. So unlike unlike when when Doctor House says it's never lupus, in this case it was lupus. Sorry, I, sorry, I couldn't help it. No, Pop no, I, reference. It's such a good reference. It is never lupus, except for I think that one episode. It actually was lupus. It was. It did legitimately end up being lupus. Um, but in this case, um, this was specifically around lupus. So now I go back to the original question. Sean, how has spoon theory helped you uh, in your life? It's it's helped me actually in a lot of different ways. One of which is, you know, just in general, um, being mindful of the fact that certain things do tax me. You know, they they can take a lot out of me and can, you know, uh, if not minded, you know, just kind of wreck the rest of my day. Um, and it's also helped me out in the sense that um well, you know, I can talk to my wife in that regard and be like, you know, I just don't have the spoons to be able to do, you know, X or Y today and all that. And she's actually used that with me as well. Um, you know, there are just some days where we just look at each other and be like, I just don't have the spoons for this. So it's it's a very helpful thing to like be able to reference with people because then they, they can totally understand, hey, look, I'm like tapped out for the day. I just... I, I can't tackle that. So, and I think it's particularly useful because it's a visual metaphor um, where it like how drained a person is or, or how much effort a person is exerted versus how much ability they have left to exert. You can't see that. Yeah. But if you tell people, listen, I'm, I, I started out with 10 spoons today and I got two left. Yeah all of a sudden you have a really good, really tangible picture. The, the other concept I've heard it referred to is, is um, filling one's bucket. So if your, your bucket is very full, you, you feel very good. There are things that drain your bucket. They're, they're, they're emptying it. So if you're saying, my bucket's pretty low, yeah, then or it's obvious. We could, we could bring it back around and talk about one's gas tank. My guy, I'm running low on gas. Yeah. Right. You know, that actually, I feel like that term's been a lot around for longer than any of these. And, <laughs> you know, and we have different types of vehicles. I mean, you could be talking about a hybrid that can, you know, go really far with a small tank of gas. Or you could be talking about like, a, you know, a Hummer or something that's just really horrible with gasoline. <laughs> so, so what you're saying? <laughs> yes, I'm saying. What you're, a lot. 
I'm a Hummer. We're okay? we're SUVs. The pair I, of us. I'm like a I'm a semi truck with like a five gallon gas tank. Or well, <laughs> diesel. And just as awkward maneuvering on on tight streets. <laughs> Very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you there. This is good. This analogy has come full circle. And I'm... so that's kind of the daily effort and where it puts us in terms of being aware. What are the things that you can do to replenish spoons, uh, to do self-care, to, to refill your bucket? And I'll list kind of the obvious ones because these are the ones you always see people post about online. And I'll be honest, sometimes I get a little, a little vomity, a little pukish when I see these because they're just the that level of like inspirational. This is going to solve all your problems. Oh <laughs> like, no! Like no. looking looking at a sunset and just be thankful, or 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 going going for a walk. And 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 uh, uh, reading a book or having a cup of coffee by yourself—it's like people often list these things, but they're like individually listed and they're an oversimplification. So as much as here's the thing, I love going for walks. Walks are great for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a great outlet. Um, it's exercise. It helps reset my brain. I can usually take that time to think and parse and get away from it all. Maybe put some music on to go with it. But oh yeah, it's not just about like you don't just say to a person who is running low, why don't you just go for a walk? Because just getting that walk started might not be enough. They may not have enough spoons. Like it's this weird irony where it's like, I got to spend a spoon to make some spoons out of the thing you just suggested. Yeah. Reality is, and, and, and tell me if it's the same for you. The reality is if you get to a point where the check engine lights on and the fuel tank is empty and you need to recharge, that is the situation I talked about where it's like door closed, blinds drawn, lights out, uh, pick some music if you can get to it, chew some gum, bury yourself in a weighted blanket, put the pillow over your head and embrace the sweet oh. comfort that darkness affords you. Darkness and silence. Darkness and silence. Have you, have you made like a kind of like a pillow nest and just kind yes. of like, Oh, that's the best. Yeah. Pillow nests are great. I thought that, well, at one point I thought that like, you know, I, I'm an adult now and I shouldn't be doing stuff like this. And then I just said, the hell with that. I'm making a pillow nest um, and never look back. And uh, it's the best decision of my life, bar none. I support you. And, and, and here's the thing. Self-care does not have adult, air quotes, adult boundaries to it. And let me let me define what I mean by that. Your self-care may look like a nest of stuffed animals. And in fact, stuffed animals are a very, very common comfort thing mm -hmm. for neurodiverse individuals. And there's a reason. They have a, 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 a toyetic, I'm going to say that word again, a toyetic quality. They, they look very toyish. They, they look very comforting, very animated, very cartoony. And then they're big. They're soft, they're plush, they're squish. They are and squish. So combine. 
yeah. all of that stuff together and nest in stuffed animals. I don't care how old you are. If that is going to give you spoons back, if that is self-care, then do it. Yeah. No, I think I think the big takeaway is um, that whole, you know, that's a thing for like children and all that stuff. Um, in general, I have just found is all just BS. And uh, especially when you're talking about, you know, in uh, the neurodivergent world, just do what works for you. As long as you're not hurting anyone or something like that. I yes. mean, it, it, if you, if, yeah. And that's, I think that's, that that's like a, a big thing is that for me personally, like I used to be very self-conscious of like my interests and things like that and ended up suppressing them. And that just did no good. So, you know, no, I'm, because I'm, you're, you're, you're losing out, you're, you're losing out on, on things that can help refill your energy reserves and ultimately essentially make you a better human. Like there's, there's no other way to put it. There was yeah. a, there was a commercial, this, this is resonating with me right now where, and, and this shouldn't be a millionaire thing. I, I feel like, or, or even like somebody that's got like, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it was a commercial. It was a lottery commercial. And this guy had won, uh, um, something in the Ontario lottery, but in the commercial, he's sitting in a room and they unleash a horde of puppies <gasps> on him. Right. That would, Oh, that's how I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> or alternatively, you could just keep living that way. I mean, that would be great. Right. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to take it there. You did. You just... took, it's okay. The dark, <laughs> we take it to the dark places. We do. We do. But then we self-correct. It's fine. Yeah. No, no, Like that's just it. Like I think like my, I could die in this room is like a box, like boxes full of pizza. Like I, it's like, I could die happy in this room. That yeah. is, that is a true thing. I could die happy in a, in a room full of pizzas, but this is actually, there are therapy centers that, that do this now. They do. They just fill, fill a room with puppies? Fill a room with puppies or kittens, kitten therapy. Um, how do like, I, how do I find this? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Google it. I, I've never actually looked it up myself. Cause I, I, you know, I'm Googling it later. I mean, I really like, should, I really should Google this. Maybe you have, have puppy therapy in your area or kitten therapy and you didn't even know it. Maybe but, my, the whole thing that's been wrong with me is the fact that I haven't been getting puppy therapy all these years. Right. Well, you're, you're welcome. This is, Thank I feel you. like we just had a breakthrough live yeah. on the show. Yes. This isn't a live show, but this is live for us. So it, yeah, it. so it's near live. It's close it's enough. Near live. <laughs> we released pretty quickly. So dogs. Yeah. Are a big, a big component when it comes to, to, to therapy that you know you get therapy dogs therapy animals and stuff like that but th there's a reason behind that there's there's animals are not just there for assistance that is a big component i don't want to uh, uh, do that any discredit because dogs animals are very important for for the disability side of neurodiversity and that's a completely different topic yep. but there's also a comfort thing because animals are comforting, they're loving, they come to you, they put their, their head on your, on, your, on your leg or on your arm, and they can exert pressure, 
there are so many things that you can get from from things like like just animals so there's that that's that's another self-care thing puppy yeah. puppy therapy <laughs> stuffed animal piles pillow piles darkness i am really liking this episode it, you know just in general all these all these nice things i'm gonna ah oh man i'm gonna make a pillow for it later <laughs> but it resonates right yeah no it totally does and you I mean, should make a pillow for it later. I'm going to. The kids will be so excited. Every time we do that, they get really excited. You know? Love it. That's, I love it. That's the best thing, too, is the fact that I can bring these you know, little quirks of my neurodiversity, right? And it entertains my children as well because I can just kind of... I don't... I wouldn't say it's like, you know, getting on their level, but embracing a, uh, a similar need, you know? Well, and, but there is there is a level of that, and I, I think that that we, as adults, misunderstand the difference between being childlike and childish. Yeah, that's a good point. Childishness is being immature. To be frank, it's being a bit of a being a bit of a d, being a bit of an a hole. Mm -hmm. But childlikeness, there's an innocence there. There is a, a zest for life and there is a lack of pretense socially that means you're not crippled by feeling judged. And that's what a lot of what we're talking about here is don't like you want to be you want to be in a puppy pile. This is a judgment free zone. Go get your puppy pile. If if you need to listen uh, 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 you know, completely tune out the world and listen to Backstreet Boys on repeat. Do it, do it. I mean, I will do it because Backstreet's back. All right. You are my fire. My one desire. There it is. We there did we it. Go. Yeah. Pop culture. Yay. Is. Um, but whatever it is that makes you happy, and it's never going to just be one thing. And I, so that. Where all this went, right? We, we broke off of the kind of the, what I would call very much platitudes that you see on social media, where it's like, have you had your you time today? We're adults with kids. Yeah. And in the, this case, these two adults, at least here speaking for us, have uh, uh, neurodiverse uh, children in the mix. Oh, yeah. Um, our own neurodiversity. And so many other things. And so we have to take, in some cases, some of just the little things. I may not get out for a walk, but I'm going to at least take five or 10 minutes and I'm going to groove to some tunes because yeah. that's going to settle and self-soothe and, and give back some spoons. Um, you may not be able to do a getaway, but I hope that you are able to have situations where, you know, the kids are able to go play or, or watch something or whatever, and you're able to sit outside or sit in a different room and not be connected. And that's not to say, you know, you're sick of your kids. It's to say you're doing a context switch. Yeah. Context switching is a huge part of self-care. So that's going to a different room, going to a different space, and you'll sense that theme with everything we talked about. Sean keeps talking about his pillow forts and his pillow uh, 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 piles and stuff like that. That is a context switch. 
and it's a reset. So whether you have to go near, far, wherever you are, <laughs> then <laughs> that was good. That was real Thanks. good. Thanks. I appreciate it. I do what I can. Um, but go somewhere. That's that's the moral of this story. Now, as this applies to work, just because we're winding down in terms of, of time, and you know me, I always like to, I want to wrap this back to work every time. Yes. Talking about work, especially in the tech industry. Oh, yes. There are studies about the fact that you need to make sure um, that you're looking away from your screen at least once every hour for about five minutes. And there, there are other studies that like, don't check my numbers. Okay. Just, just Google it for yourself and see which one makes sense for you. But there are people that, that have set up like the, the, the Pomodoro uh, timers or, or timer reminders on their computer to basically get away from your computer. Mm-hmm. look at something that is not a screen. So that doesn't mean switch from your computer to your phone. I want to be really clear about that. Yeah, you got to cut down on that blue light. And and that level of stimulation to your brain, the blue light and that, my goodness. Um, oh, yeah. So as, as much as you may like your TikToks or your Instagrams. If your eyes are hurting at the end of the day, you might be looking at your screen a bit too much or a screen. It, you did it to yourself. And that's yeah. why it really hurts. <laughs> So take a break, stand up, walk around, do some stretches, listen to some music, read something out of a book. But that context switch, if you're not already doing it, try it. Do it for not just a day, do it for a week. And then once you've done it for a week, do it for another week. And when you get to a month, there are studies that have been done that if you can do something consistently for a month, you actually make it a habit and you can start to build that as a habit where you can't go through your day without doing it, but you will feel better. Mm-hmm. That I promise the days that I don't like that. I'm, I'm just hyper-focused the entire time and I can't pull myself away from my desk. I get to the end of the day. I'm like, Oh, I feel like I just ran a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing. You feel it. What are some what are some additional tricks that you've got, Sean? Oh. I always I my life's little thing is I always have like you know little brain teasers around. That's you know, like you're talking about the you you have the transformers. I have little brain teasers and things like that. And that's that's actually what I use for uh, a lot of fidgeting. Um and that's but that's a really nice thing to kind of like use as like a breakaway because you're sitting there. You're not looking at a screen. You're kind of focused on the task at hand. It's it's still a bit of a break, but you're kind of exerting your brain power in a different way. Almost as if it's a context switch. It is a context switch. I uh, I, I like that you pointed that out because I didn't think of that. But yeah. hey It's all there. I, I mean, I have the smart thoughts sometimes. Not all the time. I feel like you're you're selling yourself a little bit short, but okay. <laughs> what I do, I self-deprecation and downplaying myself. Never, I would Weird. never do that. Weird. I would never do that. Well, I feel like this. This is another good episode. I like this. I like it too. Um, and and regardless of how many people listen to this, I'm having fun doing this. 
Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's I, like I, it's its own version of therapy. A hundred percent. There is there is a level of therapy to this. We're we're confronting some of the hard stuff. We're talking about the good stuff. Sean's gonna make a pillow fort tonight. You know it. Gonna make it out in the living room. We're gonna watch some movies. I don't think we could ask for 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 better in nope. life. Not at all. Well, on that note, I'm Brandon. And I'm Sean. This has been Neurodiversity in Tech. Good night, folks. Take care.